Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Behind the Curtain podcast. I'm your host, Justin Loy. This is a podcast where we take an inside look at an expat life. As an American citizen who has lived in Central Europe for almost 20 years, I'm going to take you behind the scenes to explore the joys and struggles of a foreigner. I'm here with my friend, Kaya. Kaya, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Kaya is um, a former student of mine, and she is living in Galway, Ireland. Uh, she's been there a year. And uh, Kaya, why did you go to Ireland? So the way I decided to go to Ireland is kind of complicated in a way because I've always wanted to go and study abroad and I knew that from a very early age. But the thing was, I really wanted to go to the UK, which is what most people do because they have loads of universities and you can, there's loads of places you can choose from. But then with Brexit and everything, it became a lot harder to do that and it became a lot more expensive to do that Mm -hmm. as well. So what I decided to do was just search every single country possible and find out what would work for me the best. And Ireland just seemed like a pretty good option, Um, especially because I am a huge fan of traveling and also just hiking and all of that. And Ireland seemed like the perfect place for it. So that's kind of how I ended up in Ireland. But the weird thing about it is also that I was always drawn to Ireland. I never really thought that I would end up studying there. But I was always very drawn to it. Like my parents would tell you, they like I was obsessed. They bought me books about Ireland. They once they bought me an Irish flag and I had it hung up <laughs> in my room. And I was, I don't know. It sometimes it feels like I manifested it going to Ireland. But yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up there. Uh, has Ireland lived up to your expectations then? Um, I would say so, although there are a few instances where I was like, oh, that's not really how I expected it to be. And I'd say the most, the most where I felt this is with the people there. Um, they're quite friendly, but it's not the way, it's not the type of friendly I was expecting in a certain way. How so? Um, I would say that I was really expecting them to kind of want to want you to become their friend but what I've learned is that they're kind of similar to us in that sense because they're very they are very friendly which we aren't always but um they are but it's really hard to keep up the friendships with them it's really hard to connect with them on a deeper level sometimes um, but yeah, but they are very nice. And I would say that Ireland did live up to my expectations. And in some ways, it's even better. So, so what, okay, so you've been there a year now. Mm-hmm. What are you thankful for about Ireland? I think that one thing I'm really thankful for is that I've never felt scared or I've never felt scared or like afraid to ask someone there for help or even if it's just a little thing like getting directions somewhere or 
uh, even like if I was if I didn't have I don't know money for the bus and have money for the bus here I would kind of be scared that people would think that there's something wrong with me maybe because sometimes people are really afraid when you come up to them here but there is just so normal they're very open and very helpful and I'm very grateful for that because I think it made I think it made the transition of moving there so much easier because I never really felt afraid to seek help from anyone there. And I wasn't really afraid to ask them questions if I didn't know anything and stuff like that. Whereas here, I always felt a little a little afraid to just come up to someone and do that, so. Okay, I want you to tell me, I want you to think about it. Mm-hmm. What What was your highest point in the last year? Where you're like, I'm traveling, I'm in Ireland or, you know, I'm, I'm living the foreigner life. Can you give me like a story or a, a feeling that you felt when you were at your highest point? Honestly, I think I have, I have two of those. Um, two one, is good. <laughs> uh, one of them isn't as exciting, I would say. And it's kind of ironic in a way as well, because it was around the time I had my birthday. It was my 20th birthday and I got really sick um, and I didn't really have the greatest experience with the doctors there as well. But I got really sick and I wasn't feeling well and I really felt that it's going to just be the worst birthday of my life. And I couldn't do anything. I had lots of things to do for school and it did really seem like it's going to be one of the darker days that I had there but then it completely turned around and that was when my friends came and uh, even though I was quite sick and uh, they were a bit afraid that they might catch it uh, from me but they still decided to come and surprise me and they made me a cake and they made me everything and they just sat there with me and we had a really good time we just talked and I really appreciated that and it kind of made me made me realize how lucky I am to have met people like that and to have met people that have made this experience of living in a different country so welcoming and so just nice and kind for me I don't know it was really it was a really good day in the end even though everything seemed really bad and then the other highest point was quite recently and that was when I I booked a flight to Scotland just for three days. And that's, I think, the reason why that was the highest, fo- highest point for me is because I've realized how much I've grown. Because the thought of doing that a while back seemed impossible for me because I went solo and I knew that I wanted to meet people there and I was very set on that and I did meet a few people in Scotland and it was really fun and uh, they basically made some new friends that I can travel to and see as well and for me that just showed growth in a way and that I think was when I was like oh I'm really doing this and this is happening and I'm and and I was so scared to do this maybe a few months ago but now I'm actually here and I'm doing it and I'm not feeling afraid I'm actually feeling excited about it and it's this feeling like if I if I did this I can do anything else so I would say those that, That's interesting. You know, in your first story, what I heard was you were in a vulnerable point in your life, being sick in a foreign country, and people came around you. And then the second story is about growth, right? You, you, you've seen yourself grow as a person. Um, I do want to ask you about vulnerability. 
Okay. Um, how does, how does a, a foreigner overcome that vulnerability that you feel when you're in a foreign country and, it, and it's safe, but it's new? Um, to be fair, I would say that what helped me the most was actually surrounding myself with good people. Um, it was hard at the beginning being alone, especially with mundane things, because you have you don't have many people to ask certain things. And it was it was things like going to the doctor, going to some sort of office, having to do some paperwork, all of this. And you feel very lost and you feel like you're kind of failing because you don't know what to do. And all of a sudden it's not working out the way you want it to work out. And there's loads of things like that. But as soon as you at least have that one person and you're not really going through it alone, that's what really helps you. And for me, that was a huge step. I I personally was very lucky because I met a girl from Slovakia pretty... Basically, when she moved to Ireland, her first day, we moved in together. And I've had her since the beginning. And I think that's why, for me, the transition was never really as harsh as maybe for some other people. Because from the very beginning, I had someone, even though she was a stranger. But we still understood each other and we were lucky in that, that we were from basically almost the same cultures as well. And we had that understanding of each other. And even if things weren't going right, we were in it together. And that's why I didn't feel as vulnerable in it. And it was it was a lot easier to overcome it then. It's good to have a friend. And, and that sounds a lot of, uh, that's important about your story, is that there are friends that have come by and been with you and helped you along in that process. I, I remember one of my first times in uh, the Czech Republic, my first year, it, I, I, I'd gone through the winter and it was cold winter in Czech and it was kind of, I was a little bit down. And in the spring I met um, this guy and became a really good friend of mine. And that friendship helped propel me into coming the second year. And then I stayed a third year. And if I don't have that friendship, with uh, his name's Tom. Um, I'm not so sure I stay in the Czech Republic. So it's it's super important to have that. So I'm glad you have that, Kaya. Um, now, I'm always fascinated about the idea of culture shock. Now, you said your transition was was pretty good. Um, but did you ever have a moment where you're just like, what's going on here? Or some sort of culture shock moment? I've... I've actually had so many of them and I didn't really realize up until very recently. And there's been a few things like obviously in Ireland they speak English, but they still try to keep up with the Irish language, which it's everywhere. It's on all the signs in all the buses you take. It's all the bus stops are named in Irish, everything all it's their it's their official language so it is quite literally everywhere and that was a bit of a shock to me especially at the university because most of the buildings there don't even have an english translation translation for them so the first few days it would say this to me, very insane name that seemed like something written in Chinese and I would have to find my way around campus. And it just felt very strange because I could, everything else was 
in English, but then there's this other language that's completely different. And you still have to kind of learn to understand it to a certain level to be able to fully navigate yourself around. And that's been really interesting to me. Um, another thing I would say was, to be fair, the pop culture, because I do think that Czech Republic has their like pop culture as well, and they like Czech people like to go for a beer and stuff. But with Irish people, it's their way of socializing to a huge extent. And for them, one beer turns into 10, and it's like that a lot. And for me, that was a bit of a shock in that sense that there was so much of it, especially first week of school loads of events where you were just always surrounded by alcohol and stuff and for me that was a bit hard because I, I found that I found that I didn't really feel as comfortable just going out all the time and all of this and I didn't really understand why we always had to go and grab a beer why couldn't we just go and grab a coffee and it's a lot like that and you need to find your boundaries in that and I think those were like a few instances where I felt kind of this culture shock but then there were like culture shocks in a really nice way as well which for example one really small thing is that if you're crossing the street somewhere where you're kind of not really supposed to be crossing it people still stop which is not a thing that people do in the Czech Republic if you're trying to cross the street in the middle of the road no one's going to do that for you but in Ireland people do this quite a lot and it's a really nice thing but I was very surprised by it I was like why are they stopping in the middle of the road <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to be grassing here but thank you anyway <laughs> um so those are a few I can think of right now that's great that's mm -hmm. no I appreciate that Kaya um, I always like the stories <laughs> that people have about different things and I, one of the things I'm surprised about is the, the difference you, you're going from one country that loves alcohol in mm -hmm. Czech to another country that loves alcohol in Ireland. It's, that, that was fascinating to hear the difference between the two. You and I have talked about being a foreigner. We've talked through this process before, but what has surprised you about yourself living in a foreign country? The fact that being in a foreign country has actually brought me a lot closer to my home country I was very surprised by that, I'd say. I feel a lot stronger connection to my home country now than I ever did. It's a bit strange, but I will find myself on certain days just craving to listen to the Czech language or just craving to be just immersed in my own culture because I miss, miss it on some days. And... What would happen is that some days I would wake up and I would feel like this and I would feel like, oh, I really just want to speak in Czech today. I just really want to do that. But I don't really have people to do that with in Ireland, except for if I call my family or something like that. So what I do is I have a... I have a playlist with Czech songs and that's what I listen to on those days. And it just brings me so much joy. And I think that's just been so, yeah, it's been really surprising to me because I catch myself even talking to my friends and sometimes they will mention something and I will start talking about how the things they were talking about are in my country. And I get so proud about it and so passionate about it. And I don't think I had that before. That's, 
I did not expect you to say that. That that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Because I, I was going to ask you about what you craved. Is there is there any? Okay, I'm going to get superficial here. Is there any food that you've craved? Oh, I crave all the food. Um, to be fair, because I don't want to offend anyone, but Irish food is not the best. <laughs> uh, they don't really they don't really like to add spices into anything. Um, it's very plain. Uh, and I've been really craving all the food from here, especially things like svichkova. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I do miss all the food. I I actually do miss even like soups and stuff because I don't really eat that much in Ireland. And not I think they do make like stew and stuff, which is kind of similar, uh, but it's still not the same. And I I don't. I don't really have the same food and eating habits as I had here. So it's changed a lot. So I do definitely crave food. And Well, I would ask you, I'm gonna interrupt you for a second. So if 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 let's imagine it's a cold, rainy day in Gal in Galway. And I don't know when that is, maybe let's say February or something, and you're hungry and you want I can give you one meal from the Czech Republic, anything you want. What are you having? I I would actually say probably, huh, my, because, yeah, I don't know, because most of our, like, traditional foods are kind of traditional foods somewhere else as well, but the one that I would probably say is yeah i would say the i don't know how you could call it we call it vivar broth <laughs> broth yeah so i would i would say that because my my especially from my grandmother she makes the best one and i really i really really miss that um i would probably crave crave that the most that's good so kaya how would you say that you have changed yourself personally living in a foreign country I would say I have become more myself than I've ever been here. Um, And that's just because I think I've had this opportunity to start from scratch and I didn't feel the need to accommodate to anyone or anything. And I felt the freedom to surround myself with people that... I want to be surrounded with and that bring me joy but also honesty and things that are very important for me and that are like core values that I want in people and I think that helped me change for the better in a way because now the the person I always was is kind of finally coming up to the surface and that's been the biggest change, I think, for me personally that I've seen with myself. And it's helped me to see myself as more capable than I actually ever thought that I was. And I definitely have gained confidence in that. And I've become more true to myself because I just tend to just get kind of sucked into the other people's personalities or other people's wants and needs whereas now I finally feel like I can just be myself and still feel accepted all right I don't know if I've done this on the podcast maybe I have so listeners if I have I'm sorry but I'm gonna give you a word and I want you to react to it 
I want you to tell me what it means to you. Okay? Okay. Home. Home to me now has become a lot more... It's it's kind of a cliche, but it's always... It's, it's always felt like a place. Now it feels a lot more like the people and the feeling of being safe and comfortable. And I've learned that I can build my home anywhere I go if I surround myself with the right people. And I do genuinely, I've said this, but I do genuinely feel like now I kind of have two homes and they feel equally as important and equally as safe now. Um, Yeah, so I think that's what home is to me now. That's a very good answer. Um, Ireland. Ireland to me just in a way means happiness and for me it will always just be this place where a place that gave me the opportunity to explore what I want to be and how I want to be and what is important for me in my life so it and it's also if you say Ireland, I, that all that comes to my mind is just, it's very lively. It's a lively place. And I really love that about Ireland. So yeah, I think what comes to my mind the most when you say Ireland is just lively. It's a very lively place. And that's, I really enjoy that. I feel like it brings me energy into my day-to-day life. And it may, it just gives me, it. I think Ireland has made me appreciate the little things in life a lot more. And that's just been a great experience. And last one of this, Czech. Yeah, now Czech to me, actually, when you say Czech, I actually do feel some sort of pride. And I do, I do feel this sense of, of just, I, don't, I just, I have a very strong sense of, the culture and all of it I just yeah I don't know I don't really know how to explain it to me it just feels like I don't know I just yeah I just feel a lot of pride and also it's a very different way of thinking and uh, I don't know it what comes to my mind is also honesty because that's one thing I'm missing a bit in Ireland sometimes and yeah, so when you say check, that's kind of what I see. That's wonderful. I think I think describing home, Ireland, and Czech, you described, at least from my experience, what it feels like to be a foreigner. You have home in different places. Um, Ireland, you're talking about liveliness and happiness and coming alive. Mm. But also Czech as this pride of, of where you're from missing the honesty there's something about missing things but also enjoying what where you're at and i think you described that pretty well so um i did want to ask you i appreciate you doing that uh that was that was really interesting for me um what makes a good foreigner yeah so i I would say what makes a good foreigner is actually trying to learn 
about the country you're in and actually trying to understand the culture and trying to understand the people and how they are because they are very different even if it may not seem like it even the way they communicate the way they react to certain things and i'm still learning well, there's so much to learn especially about ireland they're very they're very complex people there and it's still it, there are still instances where i'm just kind of not fully understanding where they're coming from but I always have this need to learn and I think that's what every foreigner should do especially if you're moving to that country because if you do not understand the country you're living in it's going to make things very difficult for you but also sometimes for them uh, because there are situations sometimes where I feel frustrated with the way someone may be treating me or someone said a certain thing. But if I go back and think about it and think on how they behave in certain situations, I realize it's really not that deep or that they didn't really mean it that way. I just took it differently because we do it differently. And it's important to be able to understand that difference because I grew up in something for 19 years of my life I lived in the same country and in the same mentality and around I grew up around the same people and sometimes it's hard to kind of separate this from where I'm living now so I do think that's the most important part of and like responsible responsibility in a way of being a foreigner to be able to learn and understand the culture living in Kai, what do you wish you knew before you had moved to Ireland? What do you wish that somebody would have said to you? I think that I wish somebody would have told me that you just need to not be afraid to step into the unknown in a way because the life of a foreigner is there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of things that you won't really always be sure about and there's a lot of things that you've never encountered before and you you will find yourself in a situation where you've never been before and it's a situation you didn't even think you'd ever be in and you just need to be you, you just need to kind of not be as afraid of stepping into that and making a mistake because sometimes we go into a situation wanting to give it our best and make it perfect and just do everything smoothly without having to worry about a single thing. And I think the most important part about that was just Real, for me was realizing this and that making mistakes in the process of stepping into the unknown is really important for you to learn and to be able to keep going into these unknowns because you learn from those mistakes and even if you make 10,000 more of them that's how you will always learn how to overcome them the next time and how to deal with the next one that comes because it always gives you this sort of strength and knowledge so I do think that like that's one thing I, w- I would want to hear before I moved there, to just not really be afraid of stepping into that. You know, and I think that's really good advice uh, to anyone who's listening, who's thinking about becoming a foreigner someday or living in a foreign country, initiate. Or to jump into it, don't be afraid, and you're going to be put in those types of situations, just like, like you said. Could you ever see yourself living in a foreign country uh, permanently? 
Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely could. And my family sees that as well. Even now, I think I've really, I think I've really found what I was looking for here, where I am now. And I can definitely imagine living there long term. It's, it just feels like I finally built something of my own. And I can't really, I even now, I can't really imagine leaving that behind now. And I do think that I'm not sure if if it's going to be a whole my whole life kind of thing, but I I definitely think I'm gonna spend a good few years there, and I do I just I also think that it's because I've really enjoyed the whole process of it, and I've enjoyed being I I actually do enjoy being a foreigner a lot in a way and it's mostly because the people you meet it's, I think it's such a different life to staying in your own country and just meeting with all the same people or just I don't know it it kind of throws you into this space with so many different cultures and so many different personalities and you get to meet all of this and it's just it's such an it's such a great experience and it's really hard to fully explain unless and explain and understand unless you've lived it but it just gives you this whole new community of people and now I will have I have friends from all over the world and it just now it kind of feels like I have a piece of home everywhere I go and that's what I really enjoy about being a foreigner and that's why I do think that I can really imagine living in a different country for a few years at least. Uh, so Kai, as we wrap things up here, um, I want to ask you a few more questions. Uh, are there any cultural or linguistic mistakes that you have made uh, that we that the podcast audience can enjoy? I actually do not really think I have a specific linguistic or cultural mistake. There are, like, there are, few, there are very little ones, I would say, but they're, to my friends, they're very funny. With the linguistic, I don't really have a mix-up with a word or anything like that, but it's more so the way I sometimes explain things when I can't find the right word that my friends find that quite funny. But I always think back on being at BMA and being told it's better to just explain the word than not to say anything or just give up on saying the sentence because you don't know a word. And that's what I always do, but I will create the weirdest, strangest explanations sometimes. And my friends just find that very funny. I think once I was trying to explain some sort of a statue, but I, and it was like, it was something, it was like a smaller one. And I was explaining this in such weird ways. I was like, it's the thing that people made really long time ago and it's really small and you put it in a museum and stuff like this. And it's, my friends just found that really funny that like I do this instead of just maybe looking up the word. And also my friends do tend to make fun of me quite a lot for using American words. Uh, even yesterday, my friend made fun of me because instead of a jumper, I, sweat a, I said a sweatshirt <laughs> and he found that very funny. Um, but yeah, they, all, they, also, they always tell me I'm so Americanized. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. <laughs> that might be my fault. Um, yeah. And the, the cultural one. So Irish people are very serious about their Guinness 
and I've made the mistake of ordering Guinness outside of Ireland twice. And once they found out, it was uh, <laughs> it wasn't nice. It was not nice. Um, I think I, I'm still bullied about this <laughs> to this day, and <laughs> that's probably my biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one last question: um, If you could give a message to those that you know in Ireland, what would you want to say to them? I think I would want them to know that they've given me a really safe space and that they've helped me grow in areas I never thought that I would. I felt very stuck in certain parts of my life moving to Ireland and I think that they, all of the people that I've met there helped me to grow in them and to overcome the fears that I had and they helped me see the good things about myself and they helped me appreciate things that I thought were just sometimes normal things and I didn't give them as much value as they do and now now seeing that I feel so appreciated and they've all made me feel so loved and so important and it's it's just been incredible meeting all of them and they've really made the experience for me I think so much easier and I've never really had this feeling of being like a fully feeling just alone there because they've always made sure that I know that they're there for me so I just want them to know how truly thankful I am for that because I don't think they fully realize that sometimes that they do all of this for me and yeah, that's probably, that's probably what I would want them to know. Well, Kaya, I just want to thank you for taking the time out to um, speak with me about your experience as a foreigner, outlining how things have worked out there, uh, telling stories. I appreciate that. Um, one thing, I, I find that you're very thoughtful and deep, and I think it's going to help a lot of people that are either living in a foreign country or um, are thinking about doing that. Um, and I, I think... Listening to you, I would say that your story is a story of courage, take, taking an initiative whenever you don't know what's going to happen, and also this idea of home and where is it. And lastly, the idea of friendship and how much the power of friendship can take someone who's vulnerable in a foreign country and take them to a place where they're really thriving. And uh, that's what I hear in you. And uh, um, again, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Curtain podcast. If you want to get the show notes or have new episodes delivered directly to your phone, you can go to the website behindthecurtainpodcast.buzzsprout.com to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, any ratings, reviews, or shares are greatly appreciated. If you'd like to connect, you can write me at the Behind the Curtain Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions and comments. This is Justin Loy. Take care, and I'll talk to you later.